yourself a biscuit. It's the CA3 Cup of Tea series. Hello and welcome to our latest episode of the Cup of Tea series. We've created this podcast for the HR talent community and anyone really who's interested in exploring specific areas of employee engagement and experience. Each episode, whilst I'm having my morning cup of tea and possibly even a biscuit, you could listen to me chat with industry experts on all the most challenging topics facing HR and talent professionals today. Right now, we're going through perhaps some of the biggest changes and challenges the HR world has ever seen. You're probably bored of hearing all about them. Uh, You know, the great resignation, quiet quitting, hybrid working and skills shortages, just to name a few. I don't even need to mention the effects of Brexit, COVID and high, high interest rates here in the UK. We need a way of dealing with all of these issues as individuals and as leaders. One thing that hasn't changed is our fundamental need as humans to grow. With all of the things going on in the world, this fact is sometimes forgotten and people's careers can become stagnant. So learning how to manage and grow your own career and develop those of your own team is critical in creating successful organisations and individuals. And today we have Amy Clark on the podcast. She's an expert in growth and is about to launch a book called Growth Point, which focuses on this topic. Amy is based in Delaware in the US and is a chief HR officer and executive coach with a passion for helping people and organisations be even more successful. So Amy, welcome to the Cup of Tea series. Uh, How are you this morning? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Well, thanks for being here. Um, it'd be really interesting to get your views, especially across the pond, um, on all of these topics. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so you're obviously passionate um, about growth uh, and care about this topic greatly. Um, but why is growth important, do you think? Yeah, one of the things you just said, it's fundamental to what we need as human beings. We're meant to do that. You know, we're meant to... <clears throat> take in what is around us so we can be even better. And so, I, I, you know, I believe, you know, our contribution um, to the world globally, to others, is how we view our own growth. And, you know, when we think about ways we identify we can be better, it, when we do that in a way that is structured yet allows us to really think of new and different ways um, to be better, we can have the greatest impact. And so... What that is happens is when you step into growth, I like to call it stepping into it. You know, you, you, you really improve so many areas of your life, your personal, your professional, your relationships. And when we think about how we respond to situations we can't control, we become more skillful in how we respond to them. And we begin to build confidence. So we're like, I can reach my potential, whatever that is for me. And so that is really how it's so important because the problems we begin to solve are not just our own, but the people that count on what we do. And, you know, our impact can be even greater. But it's important to really think about and understand what your purpose is, what you envision for yourself, because that way then you say it's worth my effort. Okay. And is this something that some people find easier than others, do you think? You know, part of the human condition, we're made up of so many different variables. Certainly our um, upbringing, the experiences we've had are all different. And so it's important that we understand that for ourselves. We amplify our own awareness and people meet us where we are. So so I think it, it does take more effort. But I think, you know, again, with really understanding where it is you're looking to go, there are some concrete steps you can take. 
and knowing that you're going to get to a point that you envision is something that kind of gives you energy versus taking it from you so so it's not just is it yeah. just about thinking differently or you mentioned there's obviously other things you can do but is it just about kind of thinking in a, in a completely different way it's not just about thinking differently um i like to call it first it's about seeing differently okay. um seeing yourself differently and seeing what is around you differently it's really thinking about how you can gain more awareness about each of those things and when you do that, when you understand what your tendencies are, meaning I'm faced with a situation or somebody's asking me to do something, um, how do you tend to respond to that? Uh, because I believe we all have tendencies, especially we're in the moment where heads down in our day, we've got our plan and something comes right in front of us. And so there are ways that we respond to those things. So it's seeing differently and it is also doing things differently. Um and it's really about setting the right intentions at the right time. Um, because when you see differently, you kind of understand, okay, here are some things I need to work on that are important. And now what can I do specifically in response to that? So it is a variety of things. I would say it's those three. <laughs> you know, look, thinking differently, seeing differently, doing differently are kind of the areas that are important. It's so completely changing <laughs> the way, the, way yeah. the world works for, for yourself. Okay. It, so this this sounds like a um quite a big thing so um i mean putting it in the context of some of our listeners because most of our listeners listeners are in the hr world so you know how can learning about growth you know and indeed um you know seeing and listening and and and, you know all of those things you just talked about how how can that help um you know engage your employees how does that help um someone you know who's in the hr profession an hr leader for example Yeah, you know, I think, you know, when we think about, again, going back to our needs as humans, and, you know, when I think, when I looked at um, Gallup recent survey too, they, you you mentioned quiet quitting in the beginning, you know, they say half of the people in their jobs are quiet quitting, you know, certainly not something and is a, is a new, new concept. It's something that's been around for so long, it's just called something different. But really, the essence of that is about helping people feel like they can be fulfilled, that they, they, they are invested not only in their own success, but the success of people around them. And what is central to that, as we think about as, as an HR leader myself, is how we help people see growth opportunities, because that then equates to a level of engagement um, where people are truly vested in what they do. They feel that what they do is connected to a bigger purpose, and they also see that what matters to them is important. So growth, as I said, is an individual thing. We've all had different experiences. And so I think when HR, you know, the role of our role is to help leaders be better leaders. That's part of what our role is. So we want to give leaders the resources. We want to give the organization the resources for people to grow and, you know, set the relationship with the leader and their people in a way that people feel like, yeah, my leader gets what, what's important to me, what, what I need. What, what what I value and um, what I want to see for me, even if it's not at this organization. That's a tough thing sometimes because sometimes you're like, you know, I know where this person wants to go and I want to support them wherever that is. And for the time that you have people there, they are fully engaged in that, invested in what you're, you're trying to do. So I think looking at it from an individual perspective, 
and really building up that relationship the leader has with their people, um, HR has a huge role to play in that. And I think thinking it in terms of the individual is so important, you know, given what we're faced with globally. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's really about understanding each individual and each of their needs. And, and everyone's different. Everyone learns in different ways. Um, that's quite brave, isn't it, to say, actually, you're, you know, actually, this isn't for you or you're in the wrong role. But I guess if you're spotting opportunities and spotting where someone is growing, you know, perhaps they're more likely to come back in the future or, or recommend someone else who might be more suitable, which I guess is so important in our profession, um, that, that whole referrals piece. Yes, absolutely. It becomes something that's bigger than, you know, yourself as the leader of the organization. And when you look at it in terms of a person, the more human approach to it, you know, people may end up staying or they may find something else or, you know, again, they leave and they talk great things about their experience. Mm. So it's a win-win. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are organizations, aren't there, that do actually just recruit people. Often in the kind of early career space, they just recruit people for maybe like two years. And they say, you know, it's just two years. Um, and I think that's quite refreshing. It's quite refreshing knowing that you could get out after two years. And actually, you probably end up staying in the end. But you, you've had that out, <laughs> which gives you that freedom to to explore things and maybe you come back and say actually this is what's for me I just you know it's nice to have that contract up front which which is just really honest I think well you know I love the way you put that the contract or agreement but putting the transparency around it because I you know in different organizations I've been you're right there's these roles that you know we would call the feeder either feeder to other areas of the organization if the person wanted to do that or gives gives them that experience or exposure or expands their network in a way that they're called upon to do something else somewhere else. And so, you know, that's one way you can attract people because they're serving a purpose you need right now and you're serving their purpose for what they want in their future. So, you know, um, yeah, I, I think being transparent about that is such a good thing. Nothing to be nervous about there. I think that's important. Definitely. And do you have any other examples where, you, you know, that you've been involved in where growth has, has really helped in, in business situations, in HR situations. Yeah. You know, I will say in organizations I've supported, I've, I've um, built and facilitated like manager executive development programs. And certainly part of that is, you know, it's usually like a cohort. It goes on for like eight months or a year, what have you. But, you know, there's certainly the concept, the learning of skill building, right? But that's not enough. You know, you, you've got to position people to practice this. And so what I like to do and what I've done are called action learning projects. So in, you know, past cohorts <clears throat> I've done with another organization and then my current one, we kind of look at it, we give them some kind of business challenge. And I've had it where people have created their own. You know, do you have an idea for how we can be better as a business? Or we have some that we know we need to solve and we want to hear you know, the thoughts of these people going through the program. And what's been really great is they had this, they, they had this, you know, uh, project at the very beginning of the cohort, they went through different learning experiences and throughout that they worked on it. And at the end, you know, what I have had is, you know, real concrete ideas implemented in organizations because number one, they used what they learned to help them with this project. It created visibility for them. And then for them, they saw new opportunities arise in the organization too. And, you know, where I am currently, we've done that 
to with with the team, the leadership team, in how we present ourselves externally, um, business development kind of skills to where then we had an action of what specific things based on your learning are you going to do to advance what we're trying to achieve as an organization? And so then what we're able to do is say those outcomes, hey, we got this. And part of it was because we went through this. So it's important to tie the, get the ROI to that, of course. But, you know, people say like, oh, wow, this stuff works. This isn't one of those things I go for a day. I'm all happy for two days and I forget about it, <laughs> you know, because that's what happens many times when you go through that. And then one last thing I'd like to do in the process of this um, that I found very successful um, and I talk about in my book, um, Growth Point, is accountability partnerships, um, where we bring two people, and sometimes I've done groups, but two people together. And what, what is interesting about that is they practice coaching one another, and that's a skill build we do. So they coach one another on what they're trying to improve and trying to do. And so they meet on a regular basis saying, tell me what you set out to do. What happened? What did you learn? What will you do differently? So they practice their coaching skills. They are advancing what they're trying to do. And then they take that beyond that accountability partnership. So it really brings it full circle that, you know, they're working together um, in what they're trying to achieve. Yeah, I really, I really like the idea of bringing that into well, what we do as a business. A big part of it is on, onboarding and employee onboarding and bringing people into an organization. And if you were to bring that exercise into that stage, whether that's the pre-boarding phase or whether it's onboarding once someone's already joined, I can see big value in in that, both from the point of view of um, engaging those new recruits and, and making them feel like they're really valued within an organization. They can meet people they're going to be working with. They can meet their manager. The manager can help them through some of these not so theoretical questions because actually when they start, they can say, wow, you're already valued because Sarah, you, you you told us all this in pre-boarding. We've actually started to implement this. Now you've started and we'd like you to run that project for us because you've already told us that you're interested in this and you're you're passionate about this. I can I can really see this really working for for actually a lot of our clients that 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 use Eli as as an onboarding system. You know, adding adding that kind of content to to an onboarding technology could be really cool. Yeah, yeah, especially so important in those formative times when people join the organization. <clears throat> they have the new ideas, but then understanding, you know, um, further understanding the culture, what that means and what that looks like um, and bringing in the new ideas. Yeah, I agree. Um, my final question was around um, kind of practical steps. And I think you've already mentioned some of them already, but do you have some practical steps um, or changes our listeners could, could take to to help them, you know, as HR leaders to focus more on, on growth uh, and see some really tangible benefits? Yeah, you know, I I like to, I mentioned a couple, as you said, it's, it's to see this as a four-step process. Um, you know, we, you can set different goals and have various intentions. What's important for us to do is to tie it to something that's bigger. So I like to say, start with thinking about what you envision for yourself. What do you want to contribute and why is it important to you? You know, what, what do you want to be known for? What do you want people to be saying about you? Right? So it's those kinds of questions that um, when you explore them a bit deeper, it gets to the point of understanding what you believe, what is important, and who, who benefits from what you do, and what is the benefit. Because when you have that, you're like emotionally connected to it. You're excited. You're inspired. The second step is really thinking about 
um, what I like to say is amplify your awareness. Tune in, again, as I mentioned before, you know, some things that you are, you tend to do, how you respond to different situations. And there's so many assessments that you can do, you know, as we know, as HR professionals, you can kind of go through a variety of them, but you could also do a 360 assessment to get feedback about people. I think that is important, you know, so you, you ha- again, have another layer of transparency because once you do that, you get a sense of here are a couple of things I want to work on because when working on these things, it'll help me get to what I envision. And then it's the third part is setting these intentions. Intentions are these actions and behaviors to help you get to where you want to go. And it's really these behavioral things to say, you know, if you want to work on delegating more effectively with your team, for instance, you seem to be taking on everything. You know, you ask yourself this daily question, whether the morning, afternoon, or evening, like, did I do my best to delegate? Do, do I know the people on my team? Did I identify with what I worked on today? Could I have given that to somebody else? Because once you do that, you form this repetition. You kind of get a new routine going. It's, you're more mindful of it. And when you, by delegating now, you're creating space for you to do other things. And so um, part of that is then the final step of what I like to call reflecting on it. Um, similar to the questions I had in the accountability partners. You know, what did I set out to do? And what happened? You know, so, and and I think it's important to ask yourself what helped you be successful, but what got in your way? Because who do you need to help you get those things out of the way, anybody? Um, So when you go through that cycle, and the whole idea when I say growth point, when you go through the cycle, growth point moments come up at any point in that, because it's kind of one of these things like, I know I can be better at this. And so now I need to think about new intentions or now I need to learn more. So, so I really, you know, think when you kind of follow that, it gets you to a bigger picture. And again, it's a routine. You start building. So, you know, that's some things that I've worked with people on over the years that I found have been very successful and inspiring. Brilliant. Thanks, Amy. Um, I think that's actually all, all we've got time for. It's, it's the times whisk by, um, Thank you so much for, for joining us today and, and giving us some great tips and, and insight. Thank you. And, and for those of you who'd like to hear more, um, please follow CA3 and the Eli Onboarding on LinkedIn or subscribe to download more episodes. Um, I'll also share a link to Amy's book and website in the podcast notes in case you'd like to delve deeper into this topic. It's, it's absolutely fascinating. Um, but, but thanks for listening, everyone. Um, and until next time, goodbye, Amy. Thank you. Goodbye. CA3 is an award-winning employer brand agency. They're also the creators of Eli, very engaging onboarding tech. To find out more, type CA3 into Google.